Hey everybody, welcome again to the Jack Mitchell Podcast. This is my vacation edition. You're listening to this now. And I am probably, as we speak, like on a boat in scenic Lake Rathbun in southern Iowa. It's one of the lakes everyone talks about when you're talking about like a beach vacation. Probably drinking one of those hard seltzers at about 11 in the morning. Uh, listening to my uh, Jimmy Buffett inspired playlist that the kids want me to change the uh, change of the songs on. That's probably what I'm doing right now. But uh, when you hear this, but right now it's time it's time to get us a podcast in here. And uh, hey, we've got football season coming up, uh, and we have a new media member in town. And uh, as you know, I always am interested in in our media members, um, given given my background here. And uh, so I I, I had. Read a little bit about Amy Just coming in and working for the Journal Star. And I think this is my first podcast. I think this is like episode 17. I think this is my first podcast where the first time I ever talked to the the guest was like in the three-minute pre-interview time. Uh, everybody else I've known pretty well. So we're going to see how this goes today. But yeah, my guess is is Amy Just, who's, who's uh, coming back home um, from New Orleans, born and raised, Funk, Nebraska, Came to Lincoln, did high school here, a uh, little bit at East, a little bit at Southeast. Uh, went to Kansas, as I understand it. We'll get into the details. Um, interned at the Washington Post. Uh, did some mo- stuff in Montana. Uh, went to New Orleans and, and did sports coverage there. And now she has come home to Nebraska. And uh, I'm, I'm excited she's here. I'm excited to hear about uh, more about her. So, Amy, welcome to the Jack Mitchell Podcast. How's it going so far? Yeah, good. Well, I mean, I mean, it's going good. I mean, it's like drinking out of a fire hose. That's right. been, you know, the the thing that I've just harkened back to um, for the last week. Just getting to know everybody, whether that's like my Journal Star colleagues, you know, the people who I'm working with at the World Herald who cover Nebraska, um, the pe- the other people who cover Nebraska that don't work for us, um, meaning. Trev, meeting Scott, meeting some of the players, you know, met some of the basketball players. Um, and it's just, it's a lot, um, but it's good. Uh, it's an adjustment anytime you take a new job. And, uh, thankfully I had a little bit of a lead in to get, you know, organized and whatever, but you know, all that really goes out the window, uh, once you get here and start getting, you know, and then I assume like you're, you're moving in and you're doing yeah. all those things on top of it. Like you look fairly organized. I can see you. You look fairly organized for wherever you're living right now. I see some books. I see like some de- decorative stuff. How are we doing on moving in right now? I'm good. I have everything unpacked outside of like the stuff that you just have that you can't throw away that you keep in boxes, right? So <laughs> right. that's. That's, That's where I'm at. storage. So you got all the essential yeah. stuff out there. Yeah, I just need to hang up some stuff. My walls are pretty bare outside of a couple message boards and some whiteboards in my kitchen. A um, couple more things to hang up, but um, how's the uh, how's the finding a place to live in Lincoln situation? So like good choices, good choices, good yeah, choices. Yeah, there were some good choices. So I was pretty picky with what I wanted to do. Um, you see me looking over my shoulder and making sure my cat doesn't jump on the stove. I just made dinner. Um, <laughs> speaking of the cat, uh, there are a lot of the newer places like don't 
like except cats like they'll accept dogs like the telegraph flats i like really wanted to live there because i thought they were nice no cats so places like places i man i'm allergic to cats not a big cat fan but i'm surprised people uh accept cats but not dogs in some of these places uh, like a cat would be much easier uh, yeah or right vice versa. Yeah. i said that wrong yeah. except dogs yeah other way yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would think, but yeah, so I had, um, you know, there were some options, uh, for places, um, but I didn't want to live in, like, a ton of, like, student housing, like, I didn't want to live, like, downtown, downtown, um, but I also didn't want to live out, um, far from downtown, um, because I want to be close, um, so I could walk if I want to drive, if I want to, want, I'm curious. Why didn't want you want to live in in downtown? I mean, I live in the Telegraph District. Yeah, all right. All right. I don't consider that downtown. It's like the edge of downtown. It's the new downtown. It's the hip. It's the new hip downtown. It's the new Haymarket. That's what I just. Talking. I didn't want to. So there were a lot of like openings at like the eight end lofts, but like that's like mostly students, and I didn't want to yeah. like live like amongst a lot yeah, of that. students. That's what I meant by not living downtown because gotcha. a lot of the options for downtown were like. Basically, student housing. Can you okay? As somebody spent time in Lincoln, are you shocked when you come back and see what downtown has yeah. become in terms of residential? Yeah, right? it's wild. <laughs> so I haven't lived in Lincoln full time for about nine years. Hadn't, I guess, is the proper word. Hadn't. I'm still getting used to being back. Um, but yeah, it's bananas, and it's not just downtown. Like between. Oh, um, like 70th and 56th on like Pine Lake. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> what is that? Oh my gosh. This is hilarious. Yeah. I can't, um, like I've been there the whole time, but if somebody who hasn't been there, then you can go out to Yankee Hill and we got roundabouts everywhere now. Amy, it, you missed. You missed all of the progress of the last nine years. It just happened like that. Like Hickman is part of Lincoln now. I know. I mean, it's wild. It's totally crazy. It's totally crazy. Well, good. I hope you're. I hope you're getting settled in. I'll be curious what you think of living in that in that area because in all I love it. Like it's a um, like they're that that sort of east part of downtown. They have really, I mean, that was, that was a crap hole for a long time. Yes. And Nelnet yes, came along and they, you know, th that mill is down there. Now, have you been to the mill down there yet? I assume so. Uh, I plead the fifth. That place is packed. I have been there every day. <laughs> I, I knew it. I so knew it. That place is like, that's the new place to be seen in Lincoln. I'm telling you this. Like you can go, you can go two o'clock on a Tuesday and go in there. There's no tables. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's wild. That's the word I keep coming back to with it. But yeah, like I ran track in high school, and so ninety percent of your meets are at Lincoln High if they're in Lincoln, and so I'm like used to like this area being like nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm, 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 uh, I hope you get settled in. Let's talk a little bit about just kind of like your, um, your origin story, I guess, uh, is, is what they say nowadays. So, uh, <laughs> Funk, Funk, Nebraska, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Tell me, tell me about growing up. Tell me about your family. Tell me about being in Funk. Yeah. So, um, I lived north of Funk 
on a farm. My dad still lives there. Uh, I grew up there um, with my little sister. Um, she lives in uh, Houston now. But yeah, lived on the farm for the first 14 years of my life. Um, went to Axtell for school, um, kindergarten through half of eighth grade because, you know, the funk school closed. Um, I think I was in like kindergarten or first grade, but my parents saw the writing on the wall. They knew, right. you know, it was, was coming. on its yep. last legs. And so they co-opted me over to Axtell. Um, and then once the school closed, then that's just where was the natural school district for me after that closed. Um, but yeah, so I had one of the bigger classes growing up there. Um, it's like 30 ish, which is really big for, you know, that small community, three sets of twins, um, two Jordan Millers, not related. Yeah. Everybody I know who grew up in one of these classes in Nebraska of like 20 to 60 people, there's, there's multiple sets of, twins or something like that in it yeah it it was it was weird it was mostly boys there were like six to eight girls um and so that's where my love of football comes from is because i desperately wanted to fit in so bad like i just i wanted to be able to talk with you know, the boys in my class about football and all of that stuff. Um, my dad, not a big football guy. Uh, my mom likes football. Uh, she likes volleyball a lot more, though, now, uh, which, can you blame her? Um, yeah, I get it. Everyone likes a winner. They do. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, so, you're, going, so up you're going up there on the farm. You're going to uh, near Funk, then Axtell, <laughs> and you somehow... By the way, working on the farm, are you, like, doing chores on the farm? What are we doing here? What are we doing? Yeah, like, so, are, I are mean. We, are we milking the cows? What's that? No. I, I, and I'm, yeah. you know, here's the thing. You, you, you're coming from, you know, the big cities, New Orleans and D.C. and everything now. And, I, I, but I'm more of the city person. I mean, a Lincoln city person. As, I mean, it's as much city. as you can be a city person, I'm, I'm pretty much Lincoln through and through. So I need to know, like, I haven't, I haven't lived on a farm. I haven't lived in anything like funk. So what are we doing? Are we cleaning the stables? What's happening out here? So every farm is different. Uh, we didn't have horses, um, and we weren't a dairy farm. Um, we were it was mostly crops. So I would help my dad every once in a while, like, dig out a stuck pivot. Um, that's some brutal, brutal working conditions uh, when it's, you know, August and the corn is really high and it's really hot. Ugh. No thanks. I'm good. I don't ever need to do that again. Um, yeah, I learned how to drive when I was like eight, nine years old. Um, awesome. You know, just your standard farm kid stuff. You yeah. know, I couldn't I couldn't mow the lawn because I'm allergic to grass. Oh. Um, so nice. got out of that chore nice. for sure. But honestly, I didn't do a lot of farm work yeah. when I was a kid. Like, I'd help rotate fields and stuff when I was old enough to drive. But I didn't live there when I was in high school, which is when you would normally do those things. That's true. Right? So I was just, I was so busy with sports growing up. I did everything under the sun. Um, I swam competitively for a really long time, ran track competitively for a really long time. 
know, played a little volleyball, some soccer, some basketball. I was so busy. Did gymnastics at one point. Yeah. All of the above. And so as a kid, I wasn't really working much on the farm because I was just so involved in extracurricular activities. Are you, I, at, that, at that time, are you, to do a lot of that stuff, are you driving to Lincoln or other other places to do a ton of it? Or are you doing it all locally at that point? Yeah. So, I mean, we went all over. Like, um, the swim team that I swam for is Greater Nebraska Swim Team. So I was one of, like, the founding members of that. Um, so it founded out west and then Lincoln, you know, became a part of it. So I would practice in North Platte, Kearney, Lincoln, um, you know, and it's just, there's a lot of different stuff. I didn't practice in Lincoln a lot, but we had a lot of meets here, a lot of meets in Omaha, some meets in Council Bluffs, um, North Platte, Grand Island, Kearney, Hastings, Norfolk. All over. Yeah. All over. A lot of windshield time when you're in those sports, probably in that area. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ton, tons of it. And I can't even imagine the people who do those sports who live in North Platte and Valentine, Scotts Bluff. Like, yeah. Ooh, yeah. it's even worse for for them. It takes a lot of dedication. Yeah. No, you, you, I mean, that's a good – like, my son plays basketball in Lincoln, but you know, during the summer they'll play – regular games on Tuesday they have a like a high school basketball league and you know Norfolk will be there every weekend or every week like Tuesday it's on a Tuesday I'm like geez these guys are driving two three hours on Tuesdays every week throughout the summer and and it's crazy yeah. and that like that's one of the things that's going along with being an athlete uh, in, in some of those areas so Amy you end I up drove from Funk to Kearney every day from swim practice for years. How far is that? 20 minutes each yeah. way, but at like yeah. five, six in the morning yeah, right. every day. The swimmers are always the ones who get up earlier than everyone else, it seems like, for some reason. <laughs> well, it's the, you can't practice in the middle of the day yeah, because everyone wants to use the pool. You have yeah. to go when no one's there and no one's there at 530 yeah. in the morning. Well, there you so go. You, you end up you end up in in Lincoln. How did that happen? Yeah, my parents got divorced. Um, mm -hmm. Things happen. Uh, my mom didn't want to move to Kearney. Um, she wanted a little bit of a fresh start. So Lincoln was a good spot for her. Um, she had a lot of friends here. She grew up in York, um, so it was closer to um, her mom was still alive at the time and um, a brother of hers that still lives in York. So it was closer ish to her family. Um, and bigger schools for me and my sister. Um, I was receptive to that. Uh, my sister was a little more on the fence about that. Um, but yeah, she how went to you, How old are you at this time? Uh, I was 14. So I started at Lincoln East. Like I didn't go to Lux or any of the middle schools. Like I started as a freshman at Lincoln East. Okay. Which was a really tough adjustment. I can't imagine. Yeah. No, I know it is. Which, by the way, those are the two schools my kids go to right now, or my daughter will go to, and my son goes to now, and, and he'll, be a, he'll be a senior there at that point. Um, but you were excited. You were okay with it, though. The yeah, idea. I was. I mean, I mean, I knew it was coming, and I, um, 
was already a little bit ahead of my grades in Excel. So like I was a year ahead in math. And when I was little, they wanted to bump me up three years in reading. My mom said no. Um, so I was getting a little worried about what might happen if I was, you know, at a smaller school and they ran out of stuff for me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was already trending in that direction. Mm-hmm. So, but I did transfer to Kearney Catholic for the last semester of eighth grade because I wanted to oh. swim in high school. Uh, so I don't know if it was Carney High's deal or if it was Axtell's deal. Whoever's deal it was, they wouldn't let me swim if I stayed a student at Axtell. So I either had to transfer to Carney High or transfer to Carney Catholic if I wanted to swim. So transferred to Carney Catholic because my dad thought Carney High would be too big. Um, went to Carney Catholic for a semester and then moved to Lincoln uh, for the following fall semester. Yeah. And how'd that go? Well, I didn't swim. Uh, I hurt my shoulder pretty bad uh, the summer between eighth grade and ninth grade. And I semi-retired from like competitive swimming. Um, I would still do like summer league, you know, when I was, uh, but like this small town summer league, um, where it's not like USA swimming. So I didn't do USA swimming anymore. I tried to go back. I joined HLA. It's a swim team here. And it just, it hurt too bad. Um, which was unfortunate because I loved swimming, but you know, things happen. Yep. Injuries happen. You move on. Were you still doing any other sports? Yeah. So I was a four year varsity athlete for track. Okay. But I, with my shoulder, I couldn't. With my shoulder, I couldn't play volleyball anymore. Swimming was very much out of the discussion, and then I couldn't throw disc anymore either. So I just had to run. So I did the 100, 200, 400, and four by four. Sometimes I did the four by one, but it just depended on the week. How hard was it? Because I, I mean. That becomes a little bit of part of your identity, I'm sure, growing up, going into high school, thinking about that time as a high school athlete. I mean, I can vouch for that sort of leading through my son's life right now. Like, how hard is it to sort of re-realize and redefine what those years are going to be like for you when you're in high school? Yeah, it was tough because swimming had been my life since I was little. And I tried to go back to it for club after I had my shoulder surgery, and it just... It did not work. I was not the same. It still hurt. It still hurts a little. Really? When, yeah, I was 14 and thought I knew more than my doctors, and I probably didn't rehab it right. So I still swim a little for cross-training for running because I run a lot now. Uh, but I freestyle still hurts. So I keep that limited, and then I mostly do, like, breaststroke and backstroke mm-hmm. when I'm working out in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then, and then at, at, at some point you transfer over from east to southeast, and you talked a little bit about um, that in your column. What was uh, what was going on there? There was, there were a lot of things going on, um, some stuff that's a little personal, but right. um, the journalism thing didn't help either. Um, I really wanted to be on the newspaper staff or the yearbook staff, and it just didn't happen. Um, that's okay. Put a chip on my shoulder, so to speak. Um, and, but it, yeah. 
That was not a bad it thing. It doesn't really bother me anymore, though. Um, but I knew I had to give one of the reasons as to why I transferred because it's really weird to transfer for your senior year. And you want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like most people. They move or something. They yeah. move or, you know, it's forced upon them. They have no choice. They don't want to do it. I actively wanted to transfer. Interesting. And it was a good fit for me. I loved it there. Um, you know, yearbook staff went great. Editor of our literary magazine. What's I that like, though, getting in? Yeah. Senior, people aren't as judgmental senior year. Like, everybody, at least in Lincoln, you can tell me if you don't agree with this, but, like, at least in Lincoln when we're going in, like, my high school class was 350. It felt, it feels like, you know, sophomore, junior year, it feels like everybody's kind of got a, it, it, the middle school sort of judgmentalism of people within the students goes away a little bit. So you've got that going for you, I think, to some degree, senior year. But like, you're also brand new at that point. Like, like, like how hard was that to start integrating in into that fall of your senior year? It it wasn't too bad. I knew some people over there, which helped. Yeah, sure. And then you know we took like off season conditioning way more seriously over there for track. Um, or. At least there were just more organized programs for people to do. Um, whether that, like, I don't know. It was just, so I got to know people through that, too. Mm-hmm. And being on yearbook staff, like, I naturally met a lot more people um, pretty quickly. It also helped, like, keep the senioritis at bay a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I get that. I'm, I'm planning my son's senior schedule right now. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. I don't know how. Maybe that's a good idea. I'm going to make him transfer. No, don't do that to him. No, I'm making him transfer. You're going to to North Star next year and driving yourself. (laughs) No. That reaction is not to North Star. North Star is fine. It's the drive. That's (laughs) right. 8 a.m. Ooh, yuck. Yeah. No, I I get that. So you're so you are you you're so you're there at Southeast. You're are are you are you set on a career in journalism at that point? Oh yeah, I want. I've known what I wanted to do since I was little. I I knew that I wanted to go to KU to major in journalism in eighth grade. Why Kansas? So it's funny. Um, I first latched on to Kansas because a middle school boyfriend really liked KU. Um, and that was 2008. There's, and all, there's always a kid in Nebraska who likes Kansas basketball. As a lifelong Husker basketball fan who's been through it, I get so pissed at those people, Amy. You got your Kansas fan, you got your Duke fan, you got your Carolina fan. And instead, we put ourselves, us Husker fans, through all that. No offense to your uh, middle school boyfriend, but I already kind of don't like him. I haven't talked to him in years. Good. Um, I hope he's doing well. But, yeah, so he is the one who got me interested in Kansas basketball. And in 2008, Kansas won the national championship that year with Mario's Miracle. Um, And I had known that I wanted to go into sports journalism, God, since the second third fourth grade like really yeah and your dad wasn't a fan like a big fan right no not at all and 
mom was kind of a fan a little bit. Yeah. More than dad. She was much more of a fan, I think, when she was younger and when she lived in Lincoln. Um, and I mean, she, you know, watches most of the games and whatever. She took me to my first game, which was really cool. Um, remember what it was? I do. It's Nebraska, Colorado with the Henry kick. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was your first game? Yeah, we that were in like, that end zone too. That was like the last best real yeah, good moment at Memorial kick, Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first game. Jeez. <laughs> like in the stadium. I'd watched so many of right, them before. Right, that. right, right. Like, but it just still, it, it, it's still, you're in sports though. But, oh, I, yeah. but, 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 you know, to, to come up with a, with, one parent that was sort of into it, one parent that wasn't very much, and and and, fr- and frankly, to be a female at the time, which is a not a friendly, I don't think, profession to, to females in a lot of way. To to yeah. have that in your mind as young as you did, I think is is rare and interesting. And I I just yeah, people... was it was it about being a part of it? Was it about the writing? What was it about oh, it that appealed to you? About a lot of it, right? So. Like, I remember reading the newspaper a lot when I was a kid, and I loved the sports section. Um, you know, wrote about that a little bit in my intro column. Um, and, yeah, between writing and my love of sports, it just felt natural. Um, but, yeah, people don't believe me uh, when I say that I wanted to do that so early. But one of my elementary school classmates, um, she found a like a little book that we wrote in when we were in elementary school for like one of her birthdays. And it's like interview your friends. And she found my little interview in this book. And it says that I wanted to be a sports writer. Like she found it. And I'm like, Oh my God. So that's how like it's confirmed to me that I wanted to do this forever because we were in elementary school. That's crazy. That. I'm gonna guess you're the only one of the six or seven girls in that elementary school who had that on their list. I I, I would imagine so. I would imagine. Would so. you when you were a kid when you were growing up? Were you like? Were you watching? What were you like? What were you into sports wise outside of the per, like the participatory stuff? Like what? Uh, you mentioned obviously Oscar football. Everybody around here is, but were there other things that you were like into? Were you a fan of of other sports and watching them? Uh, or, or yeah. So one of my prized possessions is it is a T-shirt that I have in like a shadow box of all of the autographs that I got at the 2008 Olympic trials for swimming in Omaha. Oh. Okay. That was so cool. It was one of the most fun sporting events I've been to. Um, you know, I mean, the Super Bowl last year, I was at the Super Bowl last year. I think that one tops it, but like, and then the final four this past year. Uh, so I was there working because it was in New Orleans, um, which was pretty special for me as a KU grad. Yeah, that worked out good. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I have the, I have the, front page of our sports section framed. It's fun. Awesome. Um, but yeah, like that was such a great event and I didn't get to go in 2012 and I didn't get to go in uh, 16. So we got to go that first year that it was in Omaha and I had the time of my life. Um, 
And I watch a lot, not necessarily anymore, but when I was younger, I watched a lot of swimming and not just the Olympics, like the world championships, the Pan Ams. I watched a lot of swimming. I also watched a lot of track too, not just the Olympics. Um, I had a lot of fun watching the world, yep. the worlds um, these yep, past okay. weeks. That 200 was insane. Woo! <laughs> that was insane. Oh my God. Yeah. It's she was, that. I mean, that's a 200, Amy. You I know. I did. In, 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 I did. If somebody won it by that much in Class uh, C state, I would be shocked. As let alone the worlds, yeah, or, it's, the, or the or the nationals. I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's bananas. Like it just shows that I think I'm in pretty good shape. You know, I'm not fast, but I'm in good shape. You know, I ran 13 miles on Sunday. You know, I run uh, like. 20 to 30 miles a week, depending on what I'm doing. And I know, I remember what my times were when I was in high school for my events and stuff. And it's just, it goes to show that even if you are an above average, normal human, you got nothing on elite athletes. Absolutely nothing. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so true. That's so true. Uh, so you jumped in, well, uh, by the way, what, so you go to college, Kansas, what year are we talking about that you're going, you're going to Kansas? So I graduated from high school in 2013. And so I was at Kansas from the fall of 2013 to, and I graduated and walked the hill in 2017. Okay. 2017. So I was just trying to think kind of, a, and I assume you did, you did, um, uh, print media stuff there at the university publication at. At Kansas. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to figure out what was going on at Kansas during that time, basketball, football, otherwise. Uh, so volleyball in 2015 um, played Nebraska in the Final Four in Omaha. I was there. That's right. That's right. I was the best Kansas yeah. volleyball team they've ever had and have since had. Um, they were just so good. But they could not. They could not keep up with Nebraska. They just, they just couldn't. Oh, there's one sport that makes my heart feel warm. There's one sport where yeah. I just, the game starts and I can just talk crap and it works and it's, and I just have confidence. And I hear people like you say that it's volleyball is my volleyball is my therapy, Amy. Volleyball is my, you know, when they they had the sorry to. Sorry to quote yeah. here, but when during the pandemic, when the the football season happened in the fall, but volleyball didn't, like I had, I realized I had become addic- addicted to Saturday nights after football games, having volleyball therapy afterwards, mm-hmm. where I watched ne- Nebraska just beat the bejesus out of someone in volleyball, and it made me feel better about the day, and mm-hmm. you know that that was incredible. So, um, so can and then and then of course basketball can. How would you compare covering uh, basketball to Kansas? And I know you're just in it now here in Lincoln, but basketball at Kansas compared to football at Nebraska. When both programs are good, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. And I, I compare the fan. The fan bases have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Um, I know don't really want to hear that, but – it doesn't matter how good or bad Nebraska football is. People will show up. Now, there there will be a tipping point if things don't get better. But 
this sellout streak for now is mm-hmm. still a thing. Kansas basketball, no matter how good or how bad they are, Allen Fieldhouse will always be packed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when they're good here in Nebraska and in Kansas, there's nothing better. Mm-hmm. You yeah. just you walk in to either Memorial Stadium or Allen Fieldhouse, and when they're good, you get the shivers, and the game hasn't even started yet. Yeah, you know, like there are very few places where that is true. You know, it's just it's special, and people take it for granted. Yeah, even when you're bad, because I- some places when you're bad, no one shows up. Yep, and that yep. that does that's not a thing here. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. Like I said, there's always a tipping point. There's always an inflection yeah. point. We haven't hit it yet, but I feel like if things don't turn around, we may be very close. It'll get closer. It'll be different. Um, but let, let's not talk about that. Uh, so what? So what? No, sorry. Uh, is that so? Is Washington Post internship next? So yeah, it was. Yeah. So I interned there between my junior and my senior years. So that was 2016. So the election year, the Olympic year, a very big Lord. (laughs) You were in DC in the summer of 2016. I was, I was, it was, it was a, it was a wild time to be alive. Yeah. That I entered, I entered my second semester in DC, my senior year. So this would have been 2000. But so I jumped from uh, my whole sheltered life in Lincoln, Nebraska, and college in Northwest Iowa up to D.C. and and that's pretty much your first exposure to the big city, like you know, regularly too, right? I mean, regularly we we traveled a lot when I was you know little and in high school, um, and I studied abroad. In between my sophomore and junior year okay. um, in Scotland, jeez, so, you were more cultured than I was by the time your senior year of college. Yeah, and I mean, like one of the really cool things about growing up, like with my parents, is like we didn't do a whole lot of like movies and stuff outside of Harry Potter. We did all the Harry Potter Harry Potter movies in theaters. Um, so, but we did. Hi, cat. Um, my cat just jumped on the table. Oh. Um, we um, we went on like winter vacations. So like I had been, I mean, before I got to college, I'd been to like 10, 11 countries. Good Lord. Like I'm 27 now. I have five States to go. Wow. Yeah. Like I've already been to Dublin. I don't remember much of it though. Lots of Jameson, uh, that day. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited to go back and actually like remember my experience. Um, oh, hold on. Tell me. Okay. I want to know more about your parents now, but yeah, I mean, uh, like, just like to travel. Like my mom's going to Australia and New Zealand in October. It's a trip she was supposed to take in October of 2020. And then didn't happen. And then 2021 didn't happen. She's super excited to go now. Um, you know, my dad, is a international like tractor collector. He's been all over the world looking for tractors and yeah. I'll admit it. Like I've got a, I've got a, I've got a stereotype that I got to get rid of, of people who grew up in rural areas. 
like uh, I will absolutely admit it. Like yeah. my reaction proves it. Yeah, I mean, just because you're from a small town doesn't mean you're not worldly. Yeah. Wow. You, that, people like you, different where, things. Where else did you go internationally? Where else have you been internationally? I've been to Jamaica. I've been to um, Mexico several times. I've been to Brazil. Uh, my uncle lives there. Um, oh, so wow. we went down there when I was like a sophomore in high school. So yeah, no, at that time, like he lived full time in Rio de Janeiro. Um, he still lives there in Brazil, but he and his wife built a house up in the mountains. So they're not there as much. I don't know your Portuguese there. You, uh, you may Bom dia, right? Uh, let's see. I, I know a little, I know a little, I'm smart enough to know that Brazilians don't speak Spanish. They speak Portuguese. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's about all I got. And then I've been, I've been to a bunch of like little islands in the Caribbean. Dang. Um, nice. England, Scotland, Ireland, not Northern Ireland. I'll get there someday. I'm um, going to Italy Spain. next year. I'm going, my first time in Europe, Italy. I'm going to Italy next year. Have you been there? I love Italy. Yeah, I've been to Italy. Um, you know if you have any restaurant recommendations. Thanks. Let me, so I don't remember the name of the place, but, uh, I was, we were like in like near like the leaning tower of Pisa and we were like walking around and whatever. And we eventually got hungry and we went to this place. I'm telling you, Jack, I still dream about this lasagna. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. But I'm looking for more like an Applebee's type place. <laughs> How dare you? I'm just kidding. No, I seriously want that. I'm, How I'm, dare I'm, you? I'm very excited about that trip. I'm very excited. That's the first time I'll be out of. I mean, I, I've been Canada, Mexico, some of the Caribbean, a little bit yeah, of been Belize, that kind of thing. But I've never been to Europe, so we're, I'm going to do that for the first time next year. I think yeah. I'm breaking news to my employer about that right now, by the way. Um, Whoops! <laughs> I'm going to need two weeks, NRG Media, <laughs> just FYI. Where'd you uh, live in, uh, where, where, where were you at, where'd you live in D.C. when you were there? I lived in Foggy Bottom, so I lived on GW's campus. Okay. I wasn't far. I, I lived about halfway between Eastern Market and Union Station. Okay. Um, I know where So, like, I read the red line to uh, to uh, right by the M It was called the MCI Center then, but right by mm -hmm. there when I went to my my uh, internship at the Legal Aid Society of Washington D.C. and um, they got a good they got a good public transportation system. They do. There. It smells terrible, but it is good. No, it's good. Well, and it, it might have been better than... And did you know, I hope you bragged about this when you were there to people, most of those cars on the Metro have been made in Lincoln, Nebraska, you realize? I did not know that. Yeah, the Kawasaki plant. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, Even no. the new ones? Yeah. They, in fact, I don't know if they did it when I was there, but definitely when you were there. I'm looking this up. Dude, look it up. Kawasaki, DC Metro. These things are made in Lincoln. The Kawasaki, you drive by it when you go out to Branch Stoke Lake. They do. I told you. What? How did I not know this? I love random trivia. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you ever go back to DC again, just you know, know that the cars you're in were in Lincoln at one That's time. That's wild.
You went in that okay. Okay, so is Montana the first job out of college, or am I wrong? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Montana's the first job. Montana, jeez. Yeah. I, so a one double A pro. I still say one double A. One double A program, but a very successful one double A pro- program in football. Very, um, very similar to Nebraska in the fact that their their fans are wild. Um, had a lot of success. Um, not necessarily recently, but they're getting back. They had a really good team last year. Really good team. Um, and I think they're going to be really good this next year, too. Yeah. Is that where Toure came over from? It is. I yeah. covered him. Did you? I did. I covered him when he was okay. a freshman and a sophomore. Yeah. And now Aaron Rodgers. Now Aaron Rodgers is talking him up. It's Man, I knew I knew, knew early on right away. You said he Aaron Rodgers is gonna love this guy. I okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> but I knew that he was special. You can just oh, there are some guys that you can just tell. Yeah. That they he's have smooth. something. He's smooth. I think he's gonna be good in the NFL. And they lost, Packers lost all their Several of the receivers, anyway. Not all of them, but a lot of them, and I, I think he's got a good shot to latch on there. And yeah. what a success story! Yeah, that'd be cool. For uh, Nebraska and Montana. Yeah, everywhere cool. else. How much terrible? Like, how many terrible weather games are there up there in Montana? I didn't have very many. Yeah. There was one though that um, it was pretty like rainy. Um, and it was already like a, a bananas game to begin with. Um, so Montana starts the game on their third string quarterback. He gets pulled after one drive because he's not listening to the coach and they put in their fourth string quarterback who is a tight end. He used to be their starting quarterback, but like three years ago. So he's bulked up probably. Oh, yeah. But wait, it gets better. They're playing Northern Arizona in this game. And their quarterback at the time is Case Cookus. He's an incredible FCS quarterback. Early in the game, he I don't remember if it was a handoff or if he pitched it to somebody. Anyway, he goes in. For a block on a linebacker and gets ejected for targeting. Oh, yeah, Jack. Oh, yeah. And so the guy that comes in after him, I don't even remember his name. He had never played in a meaningful game ever. And now he's playing in Washington Grizzly Stadium for a game that matters. And it's raining and like the grass is like turning into mud. Oh my, it was, it was nuts. I didn't get any like super blizzardy games or anything like that. That's too bad. I love watching those on TV. Yeah. That, that was the, the most wild one, um, for many reasons. That's amazing. (laughs) Do you like that? Do you like that, uh, that FCS playoff system? Yes, I do. Like, do you think, would something like that work for FBI? You gotta let egos go. And not just egos, but that would there's been there's a lot of money invested in bowls. Yeah. And that's and that's who you have to win over. You have to win off all 
win over all of these bowl presidents. So I don't. But what, that's part of the issue, but in my you, opinion. But if but you can get them on board, I agree with, with this, that. If I you can get them on board with this, I think it'd be great. Because more people are watching your bowl game because it's it now it now it's not just oh some random bowl game with a random trophies oh this game matters right and it is still so and so so call the playoff the bowl I mean set the bracket up but call the the individual games the bowl like that I mean you got to get these bowl presidents on board to this yeah but but the thing. The thing people say about FBS, Amy, is that, you know, it's just, it's too stressful on the team. It's too stressful academically. But, like, when they do that, I'm like, do they realize they're doing this in FCS every year? They have a playoff in every level of college football except for FBS. Yeah. So, if it's too, Yeah. yeah, it's, but if it's too stressful, what does that say about the other college athletes who are doing the same thing? Right. Is it, oh, well, they can do it. That's what, I, I, I never understand that. I, I never get, they, they're taking classes. They're taking yeah. classes in Montana. They got finals before Christmas. Same thing, yeah. right? Yeah. They are student athletes. Yeah. And FCS, FCS athletes, they're Division One athletes. Now, maybe it's mid-major, smaller school, whatever. They're still Division One athletes. Did you go on any sweet hikes or anything on Montana? Did oh, yeah. You, did you shoot All the buffalo time. or anything? Or, like, what would you do out there for fun? Lots of hiking. Lots of hiking. I bet. I bet. Was it, be- was it beautiful out there? Was it oh, yeah. I go like back that? every year. Oh, really? I go back every year at least once. Like, I've been to Wyoming. I've been to Montana. Gotta go, man. I've been in Colorado. I haven't been to Montana. How's how's it compared to that? I I just I'm biased because I called it home, and a lot of my friends are out there. A lot of people I still really care about live out there. Um, and yeah, that I it's like home to me. Like I have adopted the Montana Grizzlies as my football team because until Kansas gives me something to care about. So the win over Texas last year was pretty I nice. want listen, we were all we were all with you. We were all with I was in a hotel room in Orange City, Iowa, taking my son on a college trip that night. Everyone was asleep, and here I am watching that Kansas game, just hoping. Just I hoping, was please do it. You had all of America and all of all of Nebraska behind you. I was at a bar in Nashville, Tennessee, nice. ahead of whatever week that was when the saints played the titans and this bar was trying to close and because they for some reason closed early i, yeah, I was gonna say why is a bar in nashville closing at like 10 30 i don't know <laughs> um but they were like trying to kick me out and i'm like please no i need to finish watching this game and so they were just like sweeping up like around me and i'm losing my marbles at the ball at the bar <laughs> Just jumping up and down like a maniac. It was oh great. Oh my gosh, that was that was glorious. That was 
the, yeah. The, and and, and uh, what some uh, like a walk on full You, I figured you knew his name. And then he got a what like a Chili's deal after that. Applebee's. 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 I, that, huh. yeah, I wanted the Applebee's of Italy. This guy could have taken me there. That's right. But yeah, no, that's one of the best nil things I have I ever agree. seen. Though I agree. The coldest crop may. Yeah, I saw that. Day. I saw that with the HVAC company. Amazing. Beautiful. What, what I. I don't understand is why people aren't being smarter with NIL, right? Like, they're, they're, so, I mean, you just throw money out at them. But there's some of these where, man, you can actually help yourself as a business with a lot of these yeah. things. Which that Dakota's Crawford thing, exactly what I thought of about this morning. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. But, yeah, Jared Casey, um, I think the line in the Applebee's commercial was, You've always got to go for two or it's something so good. like that. Yes, it it's beautiful. like the two two for twenty bucks with yeah. you know, jalapeno shooters and cheese. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's great. Super I, oh my great. gosh, I've gotten fifteen minutes in, I haven't even gotten to New Orleans yet. Crap. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> New Orleans. How, when do you get a call? When do you uh, how does that work? You see an applicant you see a so, job, what happens? Yeah, so I had applied for LSU beat writer job. Uh, while I was in Montana, didn't get it. And then they shuffled some things around um, after the athletic came to New Orleans. And so um, the Times Picayune's Pelicans reporter went to the athletic. And then one of our LSU reporters shifted over to our Pelicans beat. So that opened up another spot on their LSU beat. And since we had already gotten so far down the line um, in our last interview, you know, and it had only been a couple months. And so they called me and they're like, are you still interested? I'm like, absolutely. So I have some more interviews. I go down there. Um, I have an in-person interview during football season for Montana. It is a road week. So I fly to New Orleans on like a Thursday, like a, like a Wednesday. I'm down there Thursday. I'm like working remotely. And then I get back. Um, late Thursday night, and then I fly out Friday morning to go to a road game for Montana. Woo, that was that? Western Illinois. Oh, the crap. <laughs> it was awful. The game was not great, uh, though it had a fun moment in it. Uh, long snapper caught a two-point conversion. That was Nice. Fun. Nice. <laughs> that, wait, how does that even... Wait, like on a tip or something? That's no. That's an eligible receiver, is it? So he was not the center on the play. Okay. But it confused everyone. So he lined up as an extra blocker, like a tight end, basically. Gotcha. And then like, went out. Yeah, it was gotcha. great. So that's definitely some maneuver. If I recall but, correctly, it's been a while. <laughs> so, 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 so you do all that. You're flying around. By the way, what? Why did you want to leave? Or I mean, was, were you were you wanting to just do something bigger? Were you wanting to cover something else? What was it? Um, I had um, something happen to me up there. Um, it's yeah, public. I read uh, a, I read about it. I didn't know if public. I didn't know yeah. if you wanted me to bring it up. Or um, not. it's super depressing. Um, but yeah, um, someone was super creepy and made things awkward for me, and it drove me out. Which is yeah. sad. Yeah, but you but like uh, if, it, if 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 that didn't happen, and and people can. I would have stayed for a little bit longer. I think I would have finished. I definitely would have finished out my second season. 
Gotcha. I wouldn't le- I wouldn't have left in the middle of football season. Was that all it was? Yeah, that was short. Okay. Yeah, it was a year and a half. Yeah, that's. I was looking to leave after a year because that's when it happened. That bad. Um, yeah. So, okay, sucks. so it all works out. So you go down there. You go to go New down New Orleans. There, cover LSU <laughs> for six months until I get laid off. But it was a very roller coaster six months. My first game is. Um, LSU, Georgia, LSU upsets Georgia, fans storm the field. That's my first game. Oh, my gosh. And then, you know, more wild games. You know, you have one versus four, you know, LSU, Alabama, all of this, like, lead up for what was a horrible game. I don't know if LSU even crossed half field until the fourth quarter. It was awful. Awful. (laughs) Um, Then... You know, seven overtime game. Yep, I was watching that one. I was watching that one while I scooped snow here in Lincoln. That, that was, was insane. It was not. Uh, it was. I was, I was it was fun, it. but it was so stressful. Um, and then Fiesta Bowl. You know, knock UCF off the pedestal after going undefeated for back-to-back seasons, and then mm-hmm. they lose in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, covering LSU basketball during that time. They had seven overtime games that season as well. Not a seven overtime game, but right. collectively seven overtime games. Right. And then, you know, Will Wade gets suspended. That's there's, fun. There's some stuff going on there. Yeah. Will yeah. Wade, that's yeah. Uh, a lot to talk about and write about there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was it was a mess. How do you – so you're you're familiar with – Nebraska, the Big Twelve, and then the Big Ten, and then. So, what's different about the SEC? What's what's uh, like? How do you quantify it? Having been intricately familiar with both of them, it football is wise. Just, football wise. It just, I, hmm, it just means more is wrong. That's 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 not it. It just, hmm. I know that this is is not like rooted in fact, but like the players feel bigger. Mm-hmm. Like defense is much more of an emphasis down there. Um, you know, it's not you know the Big Twelve track meets that we've come to know and love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot more physical, but the Big Ten Big Ten football is physical too, so. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's different. What's the deal with the conference pride? Okay, that, like, that I don't understand. Like I would never in my life chant Big Ten after a win. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. I would never, or I wouldn't have done with the Big Twelve Brigade either. But it's just we. It's we. Did you ever understand that? No. No, I don't. I don't get it because, like, yeah, if you're chanting SEC and whatever, you're also technically cheering for your rival, which is weird. It's, it's thank weird. You. I'm glad you were there and you say that. It validates so many things I've said over. The like, years. I know I may get some hate for that, but it's no, it's, it's weird. weird. Amy, you're right. It's weird as hell. Like there's a, it's not like the Jaguars win a game and everyone's like NFC South, NFC like nobody does that. That's it's weird. It's the it's only bizarre only place that happens. 
I don't get it. I, I, I absolutely don't, don't get either. What what's the deal with Louisiana? Like they're south, but they're like sort of French, and they're you know they're really different than Mississippi or Alabama or Georgia or Florida. Like what's living in Louisiana like? Trying to make sense of Louisiana is a futile. It's just it don't it's don't even try. Really? Don't even try. Making like you sense the, of you Louisiana. You got the Cajun French influence. You got the it's in the south. Like I don't. I, I, I've never been there, so I, I always wonder what that's like. I love it. I love it. I lived there for a long time. Mm. You know, it was yeah. the longest I've lived anywhere since yeah. I was in high school. And so then you're covering the Saints, right, eventually? Eventually, yeah. Got lucky to latch on there um, after getting laid off. Um, and, yeah, I covered three seasons of Saints football. I saw the, the end of Drew Brees' career, the end of Sean Payton with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, got to watch Michael Thomas's record-breaking season. Um, and then he basically really, hasn't played since then. Yeah. He hasn't played any meaningful football since then, yes. Yeah, I know. I was in a keeper fantasy league. I had Well, I he could be pretty good this year. So that's too late. I, I he was on. You let him go. Mm. I mean, you don't want to, nobody wants to hear about anybody's fantasy league. But I'm in the best fantasy league in in America. So if you ever need a spot, you just let me know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that Drew Brees retirement. How how much is kind of the wind out of the sail of? Uh, like the New Orleans Saints, I know that city is super crazy about that team, rightfully so. And I know going back to Katrina and all of those things. But when Drew Brees leaves, how much does that change? Uh, so with Sean still being there, it helps. Kind, it helps kind of. But now that they're both gone, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to watch. Jameis. I mean, can Jameis do Bob it? Bobcat for now. They tried really hard to go for Deshaun Watson. Well, that was probably really hard to do. Jeez, what a disaster. Well, yes. Yeah. Is Taysom Hill still there? Are we still he is. Run? He's no longer a quarterback. He's a tight end now. Oh, he'll that be in there, quarterback, thing. at some point. No. No. At that's some point, they're, no, at some point, they're going to be on the three yard line. It's going to be third and goal, and they're going to be like, Taysom, come on, you can do this. He is not in the quarterback room anymore. Okay. Jameis, Win- Jameis Winston, man. Their backup is re- Andy Dalton. Do you remember Dalton's back? Remember the whole Jameis versus Mariota thing? Like, oh. neither of them neither of them panned out to be what we were talking about then. No. During that draft. But that, that happens. Yeah. But – I mean, they have, I'm interested to see what Jameis does with all of these weapons, though. Yeah, the wide receiver room is ridiculous, right? Olave, Thomas, Thomas uh, Jarvis, Landry, Jarvis, Jarvis Landry now, too? Jeez. Yeah, Marquez Calloway, um, God, he's been... Deontay Hardy. Like, they got a lot of good, a lot of good guys in that room. And that's, you know... That doesn't even include Alvin Kamara, who's basically like another receiver. You know what? I think the Saints are going to the NFC Championship this year. I, I, I'm calling it right now. We're going to go back on that. Okay. Maybe. Well, you're Bold right. But prediction, Jack. I forgot Jarvis Landry was there too. That's the mm-hmm. thing about NFL. That's the thing about NFL free agency is like it all happens in March. 
and then I forget about who went where. Well, Landry didn't sign with them until relatively recently. Was it? Okay. But I was just reading an article, like, it was a thought about every team, and I, I forgot that Von Miller plays for the Bills now. And I forgot that, I, like... Uh, Tyron Matthew. Khalil Mack. Tyron Matthew. Yeah. I, I didn't know that till you just told me that. I forget that every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so back to... Back to oh, didn't you want to cover the NFL? Didn't you want to stay in a big market? All the time. What are you? What What are you doing right now? What, I don't why know. Are you, why are you doing this? Uh, what I the just hell are you doing? <laughs> got an offer I couldn't refuse. Just dough. That's what it is, right? No, stack, they backed up. A, they backed up a truck to your uh, Telegraph District apartment, and they were like, <laughs> "No." Um, it's just, it was time, you know, granted three seasons isn't a long time, but last year was really difficult, you know, with Sean Payton retired for a reason, right? It was a really hard time for him. It was a hard time for all of us. Um, I didn't live at home for a month because of Hurricane Ida, because uh, we were all in Dallas for a month. And then it was just, it was a really long season and it felt like three so, yeah, I covered the Saints for three seasons, but it felt like five. Yeah. Are you ready for the good life again? <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting. No matter what happens, it's going to be interesting. Like, volleyball is really good. Women's basketball is good. Softball is good. Football will be be interesting and basketball will find out you came at the best possible time for women's sports i mean i love women's sports oh my gosh and the bat all of them are so fun it's such a weird and and i've got a 12 year old daughter and she gravitates towards almost exclusively women's sports and it's so odd amy because you are you know you know what i'm talking about but I grew up in, I grew up in, you know, I was a high school senior in 1996, so I went through all, all of the, the joy Mm -hmm. of Oscar football, but like the people my age and younger don't remember that. Yeah, I know. I know. But like, that's Husker volleyball now. It is. Like if I go to an, I, I, I promise you, Nicklin Hames is getting more recognized or or you take Stiverens before she left or any of those is getting more recognized on the street than any Nebraska football player right now. Not surprising. Yeah. It, it, it it's 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 really crazy. That's And awesome. it's cool. It's cool that female athletes are getting the recognition that they deserve. Yeah. It's About cool. It, it, it's cool too because it's it's you know, for me personally, selfishly, it's it's created a bond with my own daughter about sports that mm-hmm. I didn't know, I didn't expect to have. But she's a Nebraska volleyball super fan. There's tons of Nebraska volleyball super fans. That'll be fun. Uh, we love it. Yeah. Yeah, that, women awesome. can be badass athletes too, and it's fun to watch. In uh, in in one week or so, doing this, are you ready for um, Nebraska coaches? And their relationship with the media being a big story during the course of the year. Well, you know, 
every time I've been around coaches who've clamped down on media access, they have not lasted much longer. Yeah. So yeah, will that trend continue here? We'll find out. We'll see. What are you gonna What What are you gonna be doing? You know what I mean. What's your job? I mean, I know generally what it is, but what are you going to be doing for the next few months? I'm going to be covering football and volleyball pretty heavy. Okay. Both. And then men's and women's basketball when things pick up there, too. I'm going to be busy. Your fall's going to be crazy. Jeez. I don't know any other different way. That's probably true. I don't know it any differently. Don't even start me on Nebraska basketball. I've been going to so don't don't Devaney Center with with my dad starting in 1986, walking through the state fairgrounds. It was 43 below, and we walked all the way up there to watch Nebraska lose to Iowa State by 40. And I've still been going, and I don't know it's masochistic at this point to some degree, Probably. but at some point in my life, please before I die, it's gonna happen. And, and by it, I mean just like a, a moderate level of happiness is going to happen. And I hope Win we get to cover Win the tournament game? That'd be fun. Get there. Let's start. I mean, get, I'll, I'll take get there as soon as possible. That'd be good. Yeah. Be good. Well, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. Yep. Um, I'm going to let you go, Amy, because I told you to take an hour. We already took more than an hour. And I know you got a lot of crap going on right now, right now. Um, but it uh, it was really enjoyed talking to you. It was, this was a blast. Um, yeah, it was hope you enjoyed it too. And uh, looking forward to reading you. And um, yeah, yeah, uh, that that is it. So Amy, just you, you can read her uh, with the journal. So are you in the World Herald the same thing now? Is that what it is? I mean, no, what's your no. I am the voice of Lincoln. Chattel is the voice of Omaha, and then Sam will write his columns for Omaha. And so will Dirk. But I am the voice of Lincoln. I'm not stepping on Chattel's ch- Dirk, toe. Dirk but we do work together. Jerk. Dirk is a huge jerk. I'll warn you that now. Huge, huge jerk. I'm sure when you come across him, it's going to be terrible for you. So <laughs> that's the one thing I want to tell you about the job, oh. about the workplace. Okay. Uh, all right, Amy, thanks so much. I, I do appreciate it, and uh, and we'll talk to you again soon, hopefully throughout that. Maybe I'll come on a radio show sometime. We'll see. Maybe. Yep, absolutely. Thank you very much.